Wake up, John Doe, you're the hope of the world. I think uh I think my favorite or one of my favorite pit my rides was when that guy had uh I think he had like diabetes or something. Yeah. But they didn't say that like in the show. They just like presented him as like this uh fat bastard that just like eats stuff. Yeah. And they were like, uh, can we pretend like you uh like you you have like a stack of candy that you like reach back when you're driving to like grab into? And he was like, I mean I don't really do that. And they were like, well, let's just pretend for the show. He's like, okay, I guess. And then when they pimped his ride, right, at the reveal, they gave a, they put a fucking cotton candy maker inside of there. For a diabetic guy? Yeah. 
That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Did did that guy come out after the show and say that stuff? Yeah, I think somebody, like Vice or somebody, did some article on the show. After like, the pimping? It was like 20 years later or some shit. And they were like, <laughs> we, we decided to catch up with all these guys. Oh, my God. It's pretty funny. I think they, they put, like, a like a bunch of, like, fish in, like, wheels and shit, right, on that show? I feel like they were always putting, like, water features in cars. <laughs> they put fish in wheels? Yeah, don't you remember there was an episode where they put, like, a, like, it was either in, like, the hubcap or, like, in the back of the car somewhere. They, they put, like, a little uh, fish tank. Oh, yeah. It's like a disco stew with his, uh... Yeah, with, like, the... The platform boots. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. I mean, if you could afford to just never touch that car for, like, the next 50 years, I think Barrett Jackson would probably auction it off for a good amount of money. I, it depends what kind of car it is, right? Like, if you had, like, a, a, a 98 Mazda Miata, <laughs> I don't know. If, well, according like, to whatever show we were watching yesterday, um, they were saying, like, you should collect whatever kind of car you like and can afford. So, like, if you can keep up to date with a 94 Mazda Miata and, like, yeah, yeah. keep it looking, like, in factory condition or whatever, yeah, that's considered collectible. Um, I think. Or something like that. Do you think there's a market out there that people want, like, 98 Mazda Miatas? There's going to be, like, when the people of our generation, like, get yeah. money. Yeah, that's true. Like, Somebody's going to watch, like, fucking uh, There's Something About Mary or exactly. whatever that, that car's in. It's like why all the rich guys from, like, you know, our parents' generations all got the fucking DeLoreans. I mean, the DeLorean is pretty it's awesome. cool. It's pretty cool. But I'm saying, like, it's. I feel like that's our generation's equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, um, well, let's get the show started. All hey, right. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Actual Comedy Presents, an actual podcast. I'm Angel Ace. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we have an action-packed show uh, prepared for you today. Um, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas. Keep going. Me? Yeah. What, what do I say? I just made that beginning part up. Oh, uh, you want me to just improv? Yeah. Okay, go again. It's Christmas. My parents are dead. It's Christmas. I don't have a sled. It's Christmas. Where is Santa gonna go? It's Christmas. I don't rightly know. Oh, oh, oh. That's a hit. Yeah. Right there. That's, I mean, I, th- I feel like if we auto-tune a couple of the parts, it might be good. Oh, what, my parts? Uh. Are you saying I was singing off key? Um, I wouldn't blame you because of all the uh, research you've been doing on the uh, <laughs> the history of Christmas. Um, yeah. You've been doing a lot. I, I saw you. You have like a, what's that called? A legal pad? I got it. Yeah. It's, a, it's one that I could find where, when I was uh, at my office. Is that when uh, a girl uses like a document when she's on her period? Yeah. A legal pad? Yeah, that's actually how they get the red lines down the side of these. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Holy shit. That's why it's called that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've been writing a lot of notes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, we, we kind of like went through them and you have like a lot of stuff. So, um, well, you know, don't say a lot. It just well, takes me a long, a long time to write. But I did find some <laughs> yeah. stuff out. I just um, wanted to say that you you wrote a lot, so we're gonna we're planning on like spreading this out over a couple of episodes. Oh yeah 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 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't get like too upset when I start telling you about facts and shit. You got me all excited. <laughs> so yeah, um, my favorite thing to do now is like, like look at our contemporary traditions, holidays, and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and like look up their roots. Like, what is like the history of this? Like, how did we, how did we get here? Yeah. Right. So, um, I was like looking into what were the winter celebrations throughout the world before, before Christmas was Christmas. Yeah. Like so, so we know Christmas is like its own thing, right? Yeah. But you wanted to go into like, where the fuck did this like start? Yeah. So like basically you would call it like the pagan roots, but pagan mm. is mostly just like non-Christian. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's, a, it's kind of like a it's kind of like, like calling people term, yeah. um, Native Americans. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're just calling this episode "Pagan Christmas" until I can find like a more uh, appropriate term for it. Um, any hoozles. <laughs> ancient uh, ancient societies all over the world celebrated winter holidays. So in ancient Rome, um, they celebrated. One holiday called Cronia, mm. which was like the the most ancient one that I could find documentation about. Does that have to do with like time or something? Cronus, like that? yeah, it was celebrated um, for the god Cronus in ancient Rome. Mm. Um, that's like one of the earliest accounts of like a winter festival that we have, and um, Cronia l- lasted for like it was in the Attic calendar, so I'm not really sure how that like adds up. The what calendar? <laughs> The Atticus calendar. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, the Attic calendar. Oh. So Cronus, uh, so Cronia was to uh, honor Cronus. Um, he was the leader of the youngest first generation Titans. Yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. He, they were the divine descendants of the primordial Gaia and Uranus, um, which is the father sky. Um, he overthrew his father and ruled mythological. Uh, Stories during mm-hmm. the Golden Age. So, um, the Titans were the Nephilim, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it is. Like, yeah. in, in, you know, I feel like all that time there, there could be like millions of years worth of like Nephilim that were all like, were condensing down into like the Titans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Is that, did that come out? Is that a Christmas movie? Mm, no, because Denzel's in it, I think. What does that mean? He doesn't... He, it's like in his contract that so he's not going to ever do a Christmas movie. Except The Preacher's Wife. I don't think that's a Christmas movie, though. It just... Snows that's in his contract? I'm pretty sure... I mean, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere hmm. that Denzel Washington specifically puts in his contract that he's not going to do any Christmas movies. Ever. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, hey, more power to him. So, um... So this Cronus guy... Um, he was overthrown uh, after the golden age. The golden age was seen as like a time on earth where people just lived off the earth abundantly. Nobody worked. Nobody was slaves. They didn't have who to farm. Who called it the golden age? Archaeologists or the people like in the, the book philosophers talking about who talked Cronus. about that time okay. period? Yeah. Like so, we only really have writings from like the second second century A.D. Yeah. Or whatever. So. uh who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? Like, those people are writing about history. Yeah. Of what we have, anyway. So, any whoozles. Uh, this is the second time I said that. Yes, um, I'm saying that. I'm sorry. 
Kronos was uh chronos uh was celebrated during chronia and then after chronia um it became saturnalia which people probably know about more than than chronia chronos okay yeah he's the guy god of time basically mm, yeah so um after uh they that would be celebrated like during more towards the um like october beginning like harvest festivals okay but after like they changed the calendars around, they kind of like mashed all these holidays up into the the winter holidays, like between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Yeah. So this Chronos, what was it called? Chrono chronology. It was called Chronia. So they celebrated that before they switched over to the Christian calendar. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And then, but then when they were celebrating Saturnalia, I guess is the Christian. How far back does it go in like the AD numbers. I know that it goes like zero? zero is like the earliest, right? That's when it supposedly starts. Yeah. And then that's that's when AD starts, or yeah, yeah. But like, how many years are on record? Do we know? Officially? Yeah. Oh fucking like thousands before that. Wow. Like a hundred, like. So basically, all the ancient societies that we have records of have some sort of. Um, celebration during like the winter solstice events, mm. cut, like bringing in the light sort of shit. Um, so the the one that was celebrated after Cronia, um, called Saturnalia, is the one that's like the craziest. So let's just start talking about that. So um, so it sounds like the Cronius or whatever was like it, like kind of like more of a New Year's New Year's Day New Year's Eve. Well, he had his specific holiday on New Year's Day. Yeah. But, like, Cronia was, like, a week long. Oh, okay. So, like... Um, they had to prepare for the clocks turning back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, do you think that's what that... what How... Why we have daylight savings like that? Because of Cronius? Yeah. Nah. I think it was Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, but, like, when they started the new calendar, there's time that's, like, fucked up there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I don't care. Oh. Yeah, don't, Does it really fucking matter? Yeah, they don't, they don't care about that. <laughs> they don't care about <laughs> they that. They don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> so, um, so Brumalia is, um, I think the day that w was when, uh, the first of the, um, fucking goddamn year. Okay. The first of the year is when they, and that, it was the actual day that they celebrated, uh, Cronus. Okay. Yeah. So Saturnalia was like, it was celebrated from the, the 17th through the 22nd, but it was really like a month long. Mm -hmm. um, so the winter solstice takes place on the 22nd. That's the shortest day of light of the year. Okay. So they celebrate, I think, from the 17th through the 22nd, and then they have another like celebration from for the rest of the year. Okay. So during this time, like all social st standards are like turned around. So like the people that have uh slaves start to serve them like the roles reversed okay basically um you can gamble get drunk in public do whatever you want to do um there's like really no rules like during that time okay um and that's kind of like where gift giving came from uh -huh. um well just to take a step back so the evolution from cronius to saturnalia yeah uh Saturn is the Roman god. Yes. Kronos is the Greek god. And so, they mean the same thing. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, pretty. But so you know what's a little they they see they seem to mean the same thing, but so Saturn is for Sat Saturn Saturnalia is for Saturn. Yeah. But Cronus is the son of Uranus and Earth. So that that might not I think that's not necessarily Saturn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think each one is a different planet. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That they're and like I have like this weird theory in my brain that like each time they have like one of these new like periods of time, like maybe the planet served as our sun. Do you know what I mean? Like there's evidence that we had different like suns like throughout the history of the solar system. Yeah, I think that was just because of the way the Earth is, like, slowly turning. You know what I mean? On that weird axis. Yeah, but wouldn't it make sense, though, if, like, whatever they would be, have, have been following at that point? Because, like, the North Star wasn't always the North Star. Right, right, You know yeah. what I mean? It flips, yeah. It flips around. So, um, when they were celebrating Kronos, they were celebrating the, uh, the guy Kronos, um, he's usually depict, depicted with a harp and a well, sickle. So Greek mythology came before Roman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, they you know. So I think what happened was the Greek or the Greeks had the story of Kronos, right? The Romans came in and then changed the names, and then for their version of what Saturn was, they associated that with Kronos. Exactly. So yeah. the, the philosopher Cicero um, said that that Kronos is synonymous with time, since he, he maintains the course cycles and cycles of seasons, and he maintains periods of time. Yeah. Um, the Latin name Saturn denotes that he is saturated with years, since he was devouring his sons, which implies that time devours and the ages gorge. Oh, okay. So, like, I think it's, like, it's the the way that the druids, like... I, I'm like, thirsty, homo boy. <laughs> That's what he said after he ate all his children. Yeah. He gorged them. That's the thing, right? It's a th it's like you're eating... So, the, the, the celebration seemed to have, like, evolved into something where it became, like, blood sacrifices that they were doing. Mm. Which is weird, because in, um, in, like... The cultures, it's not really clear that that's what they were doing. Like, so they elected somebody called the Lord of Misrule, who he was basically. <laughs> that sounds like a cool ass title. I know, dude. Like, I wanted to just get to this part, but I'm like sitting here trying to like dabble in facts, and you guys don't give a shit about that. So, well, you gotta get, you gotta like start somewhere, right? I'm trying. Yeah, you start. You gotta yeah, start somewhere. I gotta start somewhere. Today, I'm just trying to learn how to talk again. The Lord of Misrule? The Lord of Misrule, yeah. So he was elected during the time of Saturnalia to, like, preside over all the events. So there was, like, public feasting, open gambling, um, people just getting drunk and partying for, like, a week long. Okay. And they would... Is this where the, like, devil and sin association comes from? Where, like, people that, like, worship Saturn or whatever? So, yeah. So, apparently, star. the, um... Maybe. So, apparently, the, uh... Lord of Misrule, in some accounts, is then sacrificed on the oh. first of the year. After after he's like presided over the craziness, okay, he's then sacrificed to Saturn. He's seen too much. He's seen too much. Yeah. So, but during this time, everybody gets to wear the Phrygian caps that represent 
uh, being free. Remember we talked about them uh, yeah. last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Fijian cap is like a Santa Claus cap without the without the bauble at the end. Yeah, yeah. So everybody would wear them indicating that they were not slaves. Um, That's wild. Yeah, so all it was all... it all, took was a cap? You just put a cap on and you're good? That's what it sounds like. It was like if you weren't... If you weren't free, you weren't allowed to wear a hat. Dude, I would have made so many bootleg hats back then. Yeah, I mean, I guess it like felt was hard to come by back then. Pimp my hat. Pimp my Phrygian cap. <laughs> Still featuring exhibit. So, but also during this like role reversal ceremony is was this ritualistic cross dressing that we Ooh, talked about. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's why Santa that's Claus wears a dress. Is it he? Does he wear a dress? Nah, it's like a, a house coat. They like uh, Nana would wear. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I feel like my my robe kind of does look like a Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, and you're a chick. Screen. I know. Last time I checked. <laughs> I'm. I still am. <laughs> um. So, there was a bunch of other festivals that were celebrated around the time of time of Saturnalia. Um. There was a Thessalonian festival called Peloria that was in honor of Zeus. Mm-hmm. An Athenian festival uh, in honor of Dionysus. Oh, yeah, because, like, all right, so back then there was no consensus on, like, which god was the true one, right? Exactly. So they all, like, were like, all right, I'm going to do my own thing over here for, like, Athena or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, so apparently, like, uh, for, for Dionysus, she had four festivals in Athens to honor her per year. That bitch loved to drink. Um, the Spartans had a, fe- a festival called Hyacinthia. Mm. I didn't really get too much about that, but um, this one was interesting because it talks about the ritualistic uh, cross-dressing. It's called the Argai Festival of Hybristica, and that was a solemn festival among the Greeks of the ancient Argos. Um, they did sacrifices and other ceremonies, and each either sex appeared in the dress of the other to do honor to Aphrodite in uh so I guess it was to say that she had all the like qualities of both a god and the go- a goddess yeah I think that's where all that hermetic shit comes yeah, from yeah. but also that's where the evolution of acting comes from Ex- and that's exactly. why we have the, the the what do you call it the the entertainment yeah, exactly. So it said that uh, Hermes, Hermaeus, um, that's what was, that was the freaking um, name of yeah. that, that, that ritual that they did. Yeah, the whole hermetic, like, balancing of the uh, masculine and feminine. That's what the Mummers Parade is. No, the Mummers are racist. I'm pretty sure, they are, but that, <laughs> that going out dressed as women and, like, parading around, yeah. that stems from that. We're going to go out. Drinking, partying, getting up and having all fun with all the hot ladies. Oh, yeah. So, um, during Saturnalia, like, one of them was um, connected, one of the gods that they were set, set, see, this is what the Roman Empire did before before Catholicism, Mm. as they were, like, conquering different parts before they had the Christian church, Mm. they would take, like you said, all these different, like, regions that believed in, like, Athena or you know, Zeus or whatever, and, and they would consolidate it. Yeah. So that's how you get like the one big festival where right. they're doing something that to appease each God. basically. Right, right. Um, so 
that's basically what happened. And so Saturnalia was the thing that was celebrated basically up until the Catholic Church ruled it out. But they always, they still did like elements of it. Mm-hmm. So um, the gift giving is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like because of Mercury, I believe. Uh, Mercury was uh, the god of merchandise and thieves. Really? Yeah. Pretty funny though. Thieves. Um, another holiday that was celebrated by um, the Roman Empire in the late Roman Empire was the Dia de Solis Invictus. And that was like the b- birth of the Invincible Sun. And that was celebrated on December 25th. So it's literally like the birth of the same day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ is when the ancient Romans celebrated the Dia de Solis Invictus. Oh, okay. Uh, I just looked it up. The Greek god Hermes was the god of translators and interpreters. Uh, I think he was the one that did Mercury. He was Mercury. uh, Yes, exactly. um, Yeah, he's the one that was associated with Mercury. Yes. So it seems like whatever they're doing is like each each of the celebrations is for one of those like planetary tutelages. Right. But while also incorporating the like, um, I guess, the current cultural things at the time, which were like uh, those harvest festivals and shit like that. Yeah. So the harvest festivals seem to be like celebrated anyway throughout like the. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just probably wasn't, like, an official thing. It was just, like, a thing that everybody did. Yeah, and yeah. They, they did it, like, they left, like, a certain amount to the, the fae folk or whatever. They they celebrated the shortest day of the season because it represented that the light was coming back. So, like, there was, like, ancient Druid festivals where they would, um, it was called, they had this thing called the War of the Holly and the Ivy. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry, not the holly, and the, the holly and the ivy. It's the oak and the mistletoe. Oh. Yeah. So um, the whole mistletoe thing is a bunch of shit. Well, <laughs> we're going to get that into we'll that We'll get in into that episode. before, like in a minute. Yeah. But um, in Celtic times, the Druids were seen as like their magi or like their priests. Okay. So the Druids weren't, like, their own, like, I thought the Druids were their own group of people, but it would be, like, the priest of the Catholic Church. I always associated Druids with, like, monks. Yeah, but they were, like, they, you would go to them for, you know. Yeah, like you do with advice. monks. Do you go to, I thought monks kind of just, like, kept to themselves. Are they there to get help? You can get help for them? They're there to, like, study the religion, like, the closest or whatever. But what's the religion? Whatever B- one there. Buddhism. Or oh. Taoism or, or some other shit. I don't know. Whatever ism. Yeah. <laughs> the schism. The schism. Oh, shit. Um, they celebrated Yule in Celtic times, also known as Albon Arten. Okay. Maybe that's where we get the Yule, Yule time or whatever. It is. And the reason why people decorated with, like, evergreen stuff was because it was abundant in the winter. Right, yeah. So it wasn't like a... You couldn't grow palm trees or whatever the fuck. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so the, ho- the the holly king and... I'm sorry, it's a holly king and oak king is what the... It was like a holiday that was observed by the Celtic people. Okay. It was the battle 
between the Holly King and the Oak King. Goddamn and Irish. Always love fighting. I know. So great. So, uh, the Holly King identified with the Wren bird, which symbolized the, symbolized the end of the old year and the shortened sun at the hands of his son and successor, the Robin Redbreast Oak King. Okay. The new year and the new sun that begins to grow. Um, the Battle of the Holly King and Oak King is reenacted at rituals, both open and closed. I guess, like, people that are still practicing, uh, some of those rituals are closed. Wait, uh, who won the battle? So, well, the, the Oak King wins every year. Oh, okay. But it's like, I guess, at the whatever time, the, like, it's like at the peak of the Holly King is in the autumn, basically. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like a fucking allegory for the changing of the seasons. Yeah. But they like fight it out. Um, they would do like reenactment rituals with swords <laughs> and like word word battles, like back in the day. They did rap battles, right? They did like rap battles at each other. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> they didn't bring it that back. It says the two kings engage in endless battle, reflecting the seasonal cycles of the year. Solar, light and dark, and crop renewal and growth. The Holly King regains power um, in the autumn equinox and peaks at midwinter, at which point the Oak King is reborn. Okay. So it's like the same fucking story of every goddamn like holiday. Yeah, yeah. Like Zeus, you know, taking over for his god, fucking Saturn taking over for Uranus. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just... uh a symbolism of the changing of the seasons, mm. but humans reenact it in this strange way. Right. It's, it's and I guess it seems so strange to us now because each group of people had their own thing that they did. But as the Roman empire swept through kind of like congealed it all into just like a bunch of weird customs. Cause it's easier to control yeah. uh, the population when it's under like one, type of belief yeah yeah yeah. and that's really where catholicism came from yeah because catholicism meant universal yeah that's what yeah so anyway um well they were bringing jesus to the savages yeah Yeah. i thought the lord of misrule thing was hilarious though that's a great name i know don't like there's a scottish name for it though too which was even funnier fuck it was like the Lord of Misrule, the King of... Uh, King of the Sting? King of the Sting. No. Oh, God damn it. I can't find where I wrote it down. This is my problem when I take notes. This is why I just bugged out earlier is, again, I can't put them in order. Yeah. Um, but... I think that's a big part of taking notes, though, is uh, putting them in a specific order. That's usually when I, like, piece out of my any writing assignment. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I would take all the notes and be like, here, assemble this in a way that makes sense for you. <laughs> to who? The teacher? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they did it? Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. That's what, it's, that's what you get out of going to homeschooling. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, like, if this bitch can figure out, like, the, the gist by getting these pl- things from a bunch of different places, you know, you think so can I. You think your mother called you a bitch? Oh, no, she wasn't my teacher. Oh. She wasn't in charge of my grades. Okay. Gotcha. She just like she was, she was more like my principal, kind of. Uh, you know what I mean? Or like the discipline, or the superintendent maybe. Did you guys have a disciplinarian at your school? There was a there was a principal of the school who I guess was kind of she, you know it's funny. Remember we watched that Christian documentary thing about people getting like a spot on the wall they had to look at 
for for like a period of time. A spot on the wall? Yeah, like their punishment was to go look at a spot on the wall for like a period of time. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she would do that, but not for like months. It would Your be like mom? No, the the principal at the the school. Oh. At the home, it was a homeschool co-op thing, so we were only there three days a week. Was you think it was one of those illegal ones that we talked about last time? Um, I think it was pretty above board because the local school district approved. You yeah. know, unless the you know unless the principal was like doing favors on the side that we didn't know about. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. But uh, yeah, so I think it's interesting about like going back to Saturnalia because I just wanted to get into that a little bit because um, Hermes and Mercury were also associated with the commerce. Okay. So like co- commerce, commercial Mercury. That's like where they got that name from. Okay. So uh, that that's why we're like buying things. Okay. Giving so gifts. Like in a in a celebration, your sacrifice is like uh, giving your money to give get a gift so you to can give, give somebody. To give a gift to somebody, yeah. And that's like here you go, uh, Hermes. Do you have to dress like a woman when you give gifts if you want to do it properly? Um, or like, like, you know, like whatever. Well, it's weird because other, if you're a, if you're a man, you do. If yeah, you're a woman, a, you just dress where yeah, a very ha- sensitive topic right now. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this is just the historical documents of this is saying that during this time, I guess to balance out the scales, slaves were equal with their masters. Uh, women were men, men were women. You know yeah. what I mean. And then at the end, they sacrificed an innocent guy to the god Saturn. Well, he wasn't um, that innocent. He was the lord. Yeah, of chaos. he was the lord of misrule first. <laughs> but yeah, that is that's where acting came from. That's where you get circus, you know, circuses and um, all that kind of stuff came from this Saturnalia celebration. Wow. And that was celebrated, and the Druid one was celebrated for, the, like, what, up until, like, the Middle Ages? Well, the Druid one was celebrated, like, a, we. there's records that are uh, more recent than the ancient stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of the ancient Druid, like, around the same time as whenever the Greeks and shit were around, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of stuff left over from then yet. That's been, fa- you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the ancient druids that I was talking about were closer to, like, um, like, zero AD or whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, they just did the Yule thing, and it was, like, the celebration of the, the seasons, like, one moving out and the other one moving in. And okay. it was, they would sacrifice bulls. It was the white bulls that they had to sacrifice. And that's a Dionysus thing, too, right? Yeah, that's Dionysus. So, it's it's weird because it they're all kind of linked. Yeah. And is it linked, like, like, like on purpose? And then what falls outside of that, then? What do you mean what falls outside of it? Because... The way that the the Catholic Church went around and took all of these different customs and kind of built them into eventually what would become Catholicism, mm. like what if the, what what would lie outside of those? Like you really can't avoid the the celebration if you don't. You know what I mean? If you don't want to participate in that. I mean, that's like taking into account that you were part of that society. Well. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's like what was happening in China during that time. There's no fucking records of that. Yeah, like there probably I, is I, like I, over there. Yeah, but we're not allowed to know. You think they they have their own like Vatican vault? 
Like of, Hell like, yeah. Cool stories written on clay pots somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they do their... Well, see, because they're in the southern... What, are they in the southern hemisphere, right? China? Yeah. Um, part of it is. Because, so then their years are different. Like, the seasons are different mm. there, I guess. Do they celebrate, like, American Christmas? No. No. I mean... I don't think so. There's got to be like some sort, like probably like the American, uh, like military bases. Yeah, but yeah, I think they have their own like, uh, like New Chinese Year New Year's is like April, right? I think. I, I'm not sure if that's like an American holiday though, like an American Chinese holiday. Maybe. I think. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. When I was researching this. Any excuse this, to let off fireworks. When I was say. researching this, they really didn't get too much of into the Asian continents. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's purposeful. What about Russian? Um, no, not really. Like they kind of like. I I didn't look that up. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm gonna be super honest with you. I only looked up Europe and. Uh, Figures. Uh, <laughs> but that stuff was what was predominantly celebrated in like those parts of the world until like what the 1500s or whatever pretty much up until medieval times but even within the the, that time frame they still kept some of the the rituals for like saturnalia avail like open to the public as like they were still doing the certain things there was something that was like you know in like the nativity story which we'll talk about on another episode but like there was something where um they talked about like a, a bishop boy Mm. in like Queen Elizabeth the first time mm. that was like kind of similar to what the Lord of Misrule would have been okay in like ancient Rome and that was in like the the 1500s oh, okay. they did the same thing now whether he was sacrificed or not I didn't get into because I was trying to stay I'm gonna say he was before I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, he was. Yeah, so, like, I wonder, like, you know, like, the kids of the acorn and all this shit. I yeah. wonder if, like, that's all mixed into that. It might be. You know what I mean? It's such a fucking mind fuck, though. You like, know. I, it's this is why it's hard for me to study stuff is because I've gone down 10,000 different rabbit holes. Mm. So, um, but I just, I think it's, it's crazy because, like, Mercury goes into retrograde tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Mercury is what controls commerce, merchandise, like all that kind of stuff in ancient times. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, that will have any effect on Christmas, people buying shit? Maybe. That Robert uh, Grant guy said that uh, there was some like shift happening with like the Beetlejuice or whatever. There's some like eclipse happening. Oh, yeah, happening. it's supposed to happen tomorrow, tomorrow right? right, yeah. He's at... Uh, in Egypt right now, I think at the Great Pyramid to do some shit. What the fuck? Yeah. What do you think's happening? Nothing? Uh, I don't know. Maybe nothing. It's weird, but there's also a huge fucking hole in the sun right now that's the size of, like, a few thousand Earths. Black hole sun, won't you come? There's a lot of weird shit going on in space. Like... <laughs> You could say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unusually unusual. Yeah. Um, But so we we were talking about uh, the mistletoe thing earlier. Let's quickly get into that uh, segment. Okay, it's our speaking spell segment, everyone, <laughs> uh, where we go over 
Uh, different types of uh, what do you, what would you say? Like, I think uh, we're going to talk about little rituals, things that people do without knowing it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it doesn't always have to be a spell. Uh, this time we're going to talk about uh, the mistletoe. Yeah, and, kissing under the mistletoe. Yeah. So what what exactly? is that where did that fucking come from so like when i started talking to you about the ancient druids um i started to talk about the mistletoe because it was part of their ritual um it's like it's kind of controversial pliny the elder recorded a mistletoe ritual oh we talked about him in piss history yeah, it's like a lot of people don't seem to like him though, so it's like I don't know how many people believe his like accounts, but yeah. it's like okay, he's also the only person that wrote, wrote anything during this time. Yeah, so yeah. like we're gonna kind of have to take some of it into consideration. Yeah. So um, he recorded a, a ritual where the chief druid um, would make his way over to a mistletoe clad oak tree. Um, he would cut the mistletoe off of the tree with his golden sickle in one chop. And the other druids would hold a sheet below for it to fall on and would make sure that none of it hit the ground. Okay. Um, this was not part of a seasonal festival, but in the context of a sacrifice of two white bulls to invoke prosperity from the gods. Okay. Um, the holiday is observed in a manner, manner that commemorates the death of the Holly King that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And the birth... Um, I'm sorry, not the bird. And the bird, Wren. <laughs> and then the the new year that's coming on. So um, when they do this sacrifice at that time, they kill these two white bulls, and then they use the mistletoe to make this, like, concoction tincture okay. that's supposed to increase fertility, uh, like, protection, supposed to offer immunity, uh, keep you safe from poison, like, all this stuff. So that's what they make with the mistletoe. Okay. So that was the oldest tradition that we know of. And then later I found out that, um, the, the newer tradition of people putting mistletoe in their homes, Mm -hmm. um, like that they kiss under, um, that is a little bit different. Lots of uncomfortable, uh, moments at family parties with that thing. Yeah. Right. And they said it so, uh, kissing under the mistletoe, um, it started with the Greeks, um, using it Mm -hmm. um the plants always had like romantic overtones because it would talk about it being like fertility like a fertility drug yeah yeah. um so in mistletoe folklore um the god odin has a son named baldor and he was prophesied to die and his mother frigg and who was the goddess of love went to all the animals and plants on the natural world to secure an oath that they would not harm him. But Frigg neglected to consult with the unassuming mistletoe. So the scheming god Loki made an arrow from the plant um, and saw that it was used to kill otherwise invincible Baldor. According to one sunnier version of the myth, the gods were able to resurrect Baldor from the dead. Delighted, Frigg then declared the mistletoe a symbol of love and vowed to plant a kiss on all of those who passed beneath it. Okay. So that's that's the one of the that's in Norse mythology. So basically, they're saying like as a, as a what like a a thank you to the kid that died, you kiss under. Well, apparently this concoction that they made with the blood from the ox and the mistletoe was able to revive him. Oh. I believe. 
unless I'm reading that wrong. Or so the story goes. So yeah, if you if you um, so as part of the early uh, custom, men were allowed to steal a kiss from any woman caught standing under the mistletoe. Baby, and it's cold outside. Refusing was viewed as bad luck. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yet another tradition instructed merrymakers to pluck a single berry from the mistletoe with each kiss and to stop smooching once they were all gone. You better kiss me, bitch. I don't want to have bad luck this week. Yeah, it's like uh, maybe baby is cold outside should be taken off the airwaves. I think it has been, right? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've heard it a couple of times this year. Yeah. In like a Walmart. Fucking, <laughs> 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 what's the new... The, uh, the, the top number one song this year is, like, Cher's Christmas album. Yeah. Right? Well, we're going to talk about that. But is there anything else with the mistletoe? Um, no, it's just that's, that's why they do it. And then that custom has continued on until now. All right. Well, there so. you go, people. So every time you uh, try to force a kiss under the mistletoe, just remember, it's an ancient ritual uh, in which you're doing uh, a bunch of Viking shit, right? Yeah. Viking sacrifice shit. All right. Yeah, that was uh, pretty interesting about the uh, Holly. Uh, you brought up something uh, earlier about the music. Uh, I think it's time for our next segment. Ooh. What's that going on? What's that going on? What's that going on? What's that going on? What's that going on up there? What is that going on? That is right. What's going on? It's our segment where we discuss uh, current events, uh, anything happening around the world. Um, so we have a, a list of different topics here uh, to go through. Uh, but I wanted to start off with uh, the ones from the Christmas season. Uh, you were talking about Cher. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't write anything about her, but you know that uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree? Yeah. So that song uh, by Brenda Lee... Uh, became Billboard's, Billboard's number one song 65 years after its original release. What? Yeah. Uh, she's currently Brenda Lee. She's currently 78. Uh, she becomes the oldest living person to create a number one song in America. Uh, Lee was 13 when she recorded the song, and it debuted in 1958. What? Um Rocking Around the Christmas Tree first hit the charts at number 64 on the Hot 100 back in 1960. Uh, it regained popularity after being featured in the 1990 holiday blockbuster Home Alone. Other Christmas songs in the top 10 this year include Jingle Bell Rock, Last Christmas by Wham, uh, Holly Jolly Christmas, and It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Wow. Um, yeah, so crazy, right? She releases this song... That she records when she's 13 years old. And 65 years after it's released is when she finally hits the number one spot. What did, did she get paid for that? I don't know. I think she re-recorded like an, uh, a video for it like recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'd like to see that. Good for her though, right? Yeah, good for her. So wait, All I Want for Christmas is You is not on there at all? I think it is, but... It wasn't in the top one? I don't think it was in the top, yeah. Because that one was number one for, like, so many years. That like, was number one since it, like, came out. Mm, I think Mariah Carey had the best Christmas album ever. 
So these were just songs, but the thing you were talking about with Cher, that was an entire like Christmas album. Yeah, she just put out a whole. She was on the fucking uh, turkey parade, the, the tur- Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, Justice for uh, Turkey, the uh, country. <laughs> no, all the no. She's Armenian, so do they support Turkey? Mm, I think it gets kind of hairy out there. No pun intended. <laughs> um, More pheasant folk. Yeah, exactly. So she released an entire... She put out a whole Christmas album. And it's like number one right now? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty weird. Yeah, didn't you see her on there? She looks like she hasn't aged since like 1970. There's got to be something going on there, right? Yeah, she's probably um, like covering her face with like baby uh, foreskins or something. But also like she hasn't had to like go out in the sun since like the 70s. Like she does... But she hasn't had to. She hasn't had to, right? Yeah, she was like the seventies. So yeah, she's been like a millionaire since then. So she's been able to maintain pretty well. Yeah, and you don't really see her out a lot, honestly, except for like one. So like, I think I feel like you can probably keep yourself looking pretty good if you're not constantly in hair and makeup for like sixty years in a row. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, keeping in with the uh, women breaking records thing. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but that Taylor Swift Eras tour? Yeah. It broke a record. Um, it's the first tour in history to cross the billion-dollar mark. What? The first, yeah, musical tour in history to, I guess, make more than a billion dollars. Uh, the tour reportedly brought in $1.4 billion, uh, with 4.35 million tickets sold. Uh, across 60 tour dates in addition to about 200 million dollars in merch sales and about 250 million dollars in sales associated with the concert movie that she came out with what uh she was also named taylor swift was also named apple music's artist of the year spotify's most streamed artist globally of the year and was just named time magazine's person of the year so big year for Taylor Swift. I feel like she's a plant. She, a billion dollars for a tour? That's fucking crazy. I don't know. With the way inflation's going, like a billion doesn't even seem like that much to me. Like for all I saw of that fucking tour, I would have thought she made ten. We were watching that news segment, I think on Fox or somebody or some station. They were talking about how uh, her tour coming to a city brings like a shitload of revenue to that city. Since, like, COVID happened, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah, that's why they have her dating that football player now. What's his name? What? Kelsey Greenwood or Kelsey something? Kelsey Grammer, I think. She's yeah. dating Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, uh, so she's person of the year, too? She's Time Magazine's person of the year. I think Kim Kardashian was GQ's man of the year. Really? Yeah. Is that serious? I think so, yeah. You didn't see the picture with her wearing a suit and licking Cheeto dust off of her fingers? No. <laughs> they named her Man of the Year? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure GQ magazine did that. What? Yeah. Oh, is this the freaking gender revo- re- reversal? Oh. For the month of December? Oh shit. Yeah, you might be right. Oh damn. Is it? It might be. She's the queen of the Dionysians. Um Beyoncé hasn't even had a tour that's crossed a billion dollars. Really? Yeah. Her her Renaissance tour wasn't as big as Taylor Swift's? Well, I guess they didn't count. And that came, her tour started after this Taylor Swift tour, right? 
I feel like they started about the same time and then their movies came out about the maybe the Beyonce movie didn't come out yet. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I would have thought that they would have been even. You think so? I feel like Beyonce's been out longer. Yeah, she's been out longer, but like I feel like in popularity wise, like the older yeah, yeah, crowd, true. She has more than Taylor Swift does. Yeah, but there's more younger people listening to Taylor Swift. I have way too many friends that listen to Taylor Swift and try to get me to like look into like the depth of the lyrics. Yeah, that's. And I'm like, I can't. She's a plant. She's a fucking Democrat <laughs> plant. I follow fr- uh, old teachers of mine on Facebook, and somebody wrote something like, "If it if I have to cover my myself in glitter and like." G- Vote for Taylor Swift if that's the only way to get around Trump. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. And I'm know. like, how are those two things conflated with each other? <laughs> is Taylor like, like, is she like, uh, what is it called for Joe Biden? She like polling for him? Oh, I don't know. She The first time I think she did. Did she? I don't know. I think so. I feel like that should be illegal. Why? Because of celebrity endorsements or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, she could easily endorse Donald Trump, right? I mean, she could, but she wouldn't. No, she's not that cool. Nah. Um, yeah, she might be a plant. Do you, what do you think about uh, all these states that are moving towards trying to ban TikTok? Um, I I don't know, because I still don't have it on my phone. Like, I, I feel like it's definitely, uh, it should be banned. So, there's a couple states that have, like, moved... Legislation, legislation forward okay. to try to like ban TikTok. Uh, Montana actually passed statewide um, a piece of legislation that was going to ban the app from being used uh, in their state. Um, but a federal judge has blocked that law uh, that sought to ban TikTok across the state. This ruling means that Montana's TikTok ban, which was set to uh, go into effect January 1st, has now been halted. Uh, the judge ruled that Montana's ban oversteps state powers and likely violates the First Amendment. The ruling is preliminary, uh, with a final determination being made following a trial expected sometime next year. Montana was the first state to pass an outright ban of the app. Um, but there's been, like, a couple other states since then. But they were, like, hoping that this ruling would stay in place. So they yeah. could like kind of like model their like uh, legislation over. I get that, but like I feel it's weird because the narrative about TikTok is the news is saying it's bad, and then on their commercial break they're advertising for TikTok. So yeah, yeah, I really don't even know what to think about it. So I, in, I, in May, uh, TikTok sued the state of Montana over the law, arguing that it amounts to an an illegal suppression of free speech. Uh, the judge overseeing the case uh, pointed out that TikTok users voluntarily provide their personal data, adding that the state appeals justified the Montana ban under the... Oh, they had this thing called uh, paternalistic arguments. So he was basically saying that, like, the state is acting like a daddy. And they shouldn't, they're like overstepping their bounds with like what they're allowed to do with people's like rights or whatever. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it is, though. Like, I kind of agree. And in a way, like, because the only reason they're acting like this is because it's a Chinese company, not because it's, yeah. like, because Instagram and Facebook and all that, they can all do the same things. Yeah, yeah. But and because- if any country wanted to, like, nefariously use some type of, like, backdoor protocol to, like, get into your phone and into your data... I don't think it'd be as blatant as TikTok. Yeah, or it would be, and it, who cares? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, literally, what does it matter? It's not like the, your average United States citizen has, like, government information in their phone that like, the yeah. Chinese can't get from anyone but, like, John Smith yeah, exactly. in Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not for the government overstepping their bounds like this, uh, but... I don't know. I, I don't use the app, so I don't really give it. It doesn't matter to me either way, but I'm more on the side of they shouldn't be able to do that just because I don't like the government trying to take shit away from people. Yeah, yeah. I like. I feel the same way. I almost feel like I should be on TikTok. We've talked about this multiple times. Yeah. Because, like, all these people, like, know trends and shit before me, and, like, it doesn't make it to Instagram until a while later. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like, you know... We didn't know about Riz until like a year ago. No, you didn't know about it. No, you didn't. No, because I, I used it before you did Riz. it. I've had Riz my whole life. I had Riz my whole life. You didn't know you did until last year. Bullshit. Um, uh, speaking of trends that uh, happen on TikTok, uh, they've been using TikTok a lot to like advertise uh, different uh, restaurants or like different like new uh, items coming to restaurants, you know what I mean? Like they always like the McRib is back, yeah, and, and they announced it on TikTok. Um, I feel like they've been using TikTok to promote uh, McDonald's's new spinoff restaurant. Have you heard about this? No, place? no. Um, so they have a new type of restaurant that they're gonna start investing money in. Okay, uh, it's called uh, Cosmics. So C O S capital M lowercase C apostrophe S. Um. So this is going to be like a new chain, like a spinoff of McDonald's that focuses on coffee and other drinks. Uh, They want to, I guess, challenge Starbucks and Dunkin Donuts, which is funny because we were just having this conversation literally the other day about like what was the better like uh, breakfast, fast food breakfast choice. Yeah. And uh, we both said, even though the ingredients aren't as tasty, it's got to be Dunkin', right? Oh, 100%. Um, so I guess Dunkin' and Starbucks have like a corner on the market in like this breakfast drink uh, like market. Like coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the rationale for this new restaurant stems from a growing demand uh, for an afternoon beverage pick-me-up occasion. Uh, a what? market reportedly worth $100 billion. So Red Bull, are these like... Uh, products that like advertise as like uh hey have you been approaching a midday slump do you need something to like give you more energy in the middle of the day what you know what i mean yeah like so i guess duncan benefits because they got like uh donuts which you can eat at any time of the day uh starbucks has those like sandwiches that like if you take the egg out you can eat pretty much at any time during the day right yeah i think um, they even have eggless ones yeah yeah but, like, McDonald's, like, has coffee, but, like, nobody eats a McDonald's co- or drinks a McDonald's coffee in, like, the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, because they're weird. disgusting. Yeah. So, uh, I guess they want to, like, change uh, their menu so they can, like, try to capitalize on that market, but they don't want to, like, affect regular McDonald's sales. So, they're coming up with this spinoff. Uh, Comex? Cosmics. Cosmics? Cosmics. Um, not to be confused with... Uh, Cosby's uh, Bill Cosby's DJ career 
Um, so the new chain will allow the company to create customized beverages that are difficult for McDonald's uh, based restaurants to create. McDonald's CEO <laughs> said that the you know because their ice cream machines are always broken. Yeah, how so I guess maintain this. This one they'll have uh, working ice cream machines all the time. Um, McDonald's CEO said that the concept uh, is, and this is a quote. What would happen if a McDonald's character from the 80s that was part alien, part surfer, and part robot opened a restaurant in 2023? What the fuck? Yeah, so that was his, like, pitch of, like, this... We need a whole separate restaurant behind this character. I love how, like, these, like, whatever generation that is of people that are doing, like, these, uh, fucking, uh advertisement campaigns or just like say alien yeah 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 something about the beach all and the like, cool stuff yeah and it doesn't even fuck it you could be selling you know dog treats <laughs> um some examples of these uh drinks that they're going to be selling at the cosmics is uh a churro frappe a s'mores cold brew turmeric spice latte mm. uh blackberry mint green tea and a popping pear slush. Uh, they'll also include popping bobas, energy shots, and small sandwiches. So, get ready to see a Cosmics near you. What do you think their like their ingredients are gonna be like? Shitty. I don't know. I like. I'm just like thinking about like what the fuck. Like if it's probably if, gonna be the same level as like the McDonald's ingredients. Yeah, that's disgusting. But like you got me a little bit with the turmeric one. <laughs> I was like, mm. if it's turmeric, it's gotta heal you if in every way. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think this is a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Has this any is as good as crystal clear Pepsi? Yeah. Has any other uh, fast food restaurant chain tried to do this before? Uh, um, no, not like that. Like I a don't whole think. separate restaurant? I don't think so. Not a whole separate restaurant. I've seen restaurants like get like turned in half and like jammed in with another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Or like they'll do like uh, what was? It was like Taco Bell Pizza Hut. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it wasn't like, you know, Taco Bell and, uh, I don't know, what else? What would be the equivalent of that? <laughs> uh, some type of coffee place? Yeah. Roasters but, uh, Anonymous? You don't want fucking tacos and coffee together, no, no, ever. Never. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of ingredients they're going to be using. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, what they're not going to be using is uh, sardines from Japan. <laughs> and why is that? Did you? I don't know if you saw this story or the, any of the pictures, but this past week, uh, a lot of people in Japan were taking pictures of thousands of tons of dead sardines that washed ashore in northern in northern Japan, uh, and still for unknown reasons. Uh, they had a bunch of scientists and researchers out there testing like the water and the fish and trying to figure out what could have caused this, and they don't know. Uh, thousands? Thousands of tons. Oh, thousands of tons. Yeah. Uh, the sardines, uh, there were some mackerel mixed in there. Uh, they washed ashore in Hokkaidati, uh, Japan's northernmost main island off of Hokkaido. Uh, it created a silver blanket along the stretch of beach along uh, about a kilometer long. Uh, residents say they have never seen anything like it. Uh, town officials 
urged residents not to try to consume the dead fish. Uh, I'll get back to that in a little bit. A researcher at a local institute said that it may have been a situation where the fish were being chased by a larger fish. And then they became exhausted due to the lack of oxygen while moving in a densely packed school and were washed up uh, uh, by the waves. So they think that uh, a large fish was chasing uh, thousands of tons of uh, sardines. And because they were swimming so fast and in uh, like a densely packed area, they didn't have enough water going over their gills to create that oxygen that they needed. So they, they essentially... They swam to death? Yeah, they swam to death... Uh, uh, drowned, I guess. They drowned. Yeah, and then got washed on the shore. That's his one uh, explanation. Uh, the other one, uh, he said it could have been uh, caused by the fish suddenly entering cold waters doing, uh, during migration. Um, so earlier I said that they, they had to put out like a, an alert to the town. Um, some local residents were seen collecting the fish and uh, started the process of selling them. Nice. <laughs> uh, officials still have no idea what may have caused this, but they made sure to reiterate multiple times that the event is no way related to the Fukushima radioactive water that was being treated and recently released back into the ocean. Uh, Japanese. Oh, okay. The fish drowned. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the radiation. No, of course not. Japanese authorities began releasing treated radioactive water back into the sea just three months ago. Uh, this move has angered neighboring China and South Korea, uh, with China announcing a ban on all Japanese seafood. Uh, and <laughs> South, Koreans pro uh, South Korean processors attempting to enter the Japanese embassy in Seoul uh, carrying banners that read, The sea is not Japan's trash bin. Uh, <laughs> the radioactive water is being treated with tritium uh, in a process called isotope dilution. So they basically add uh, another type of like radioactive material to the already radioactive water, and it's supposed to like bind to the radioactive isotopes, and basically they take more seawater and pour it in and then like dilute it. So it's like uh, null and void, I guess. But why, though? It seems like, why bother? Well, that water has to go somewhere. You got to treat the water. You can't just, like, keep the water somewhere. Oh. Because it's radioactive. How long? Doesn't that shit just dissipate eventually? Uh, it might, but, like, in the, in the, like, vapor particles, it might carry, like, radioactive ice. You know what I mean? Like... There's too much, like, shit going on there. Yeah, they definitely should have dumped it back right into the sea, though. That's wild. Uh, well, they're treating it. Okay. <laughs> well, so then dump it onto your farmland. What, the water? Yeah. Well, oh, I think it's... seawater. It's seawater, sea yeah. And it's easier because it, I think the reactor was, like, right by the ocean. Oh. So they just, like... Uh, put a long hose out and just, <laughs> just suck it all up and <laughs> add some radiation. Um, balance it out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was happening with the sardines. Uh, there's been another uh, thing that might have caused uh, McDonald's uh, new restaurant to not be able to have certain ingredients. Uh, there's a cantaloupe outbreak of salmonella that's happening uh, in North America. Uh, an outbreak of salmonella tied to whole and pre-cut cantaloupes uh, continued to grow with a fifth death reported in the U.S. and uh, three in Canada so far. What? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. 
Um, they said that the cantaloupe's the worst thing that you can get. Yeah, so as of December 7th, the FDA reported 230 cases of illnesses in 38 states. Jesus. And Canada reported a confirmed 129 cases uh, from six provinces. Uh, most of the affected population were aged five or younger and, or over 65 years old. Um, in many of the cases, those affected attended some kind of group care, such as a nursing home or a daycare. <laughs> so do they know what cantaloupe it came from? Yeah, yeah. So um, the outbreak has been tied to cantaloupes grown in Mexico and sold under the Rudy and Malachita brands. Uh, the cut fruit products uh, were sold at stores such as Sprouts, Trader Joe's again, uh, Quick Trip, Racetrack, Aldi, Walmart, and Vineyard, vineyard Stores. Oh, okay. So all of the grocery stores. A bunch of the grocery stores that carry uh, <laughs> cantaloupes. Um, the CDC warned not to eat pre-cut cantaloupes if you don't know uh, the brand that's been used. Uh, this includes cantaloupe chunks and fruit mixes with cantaloupe. Apparently, salmonella infections are common, uh, with bacteria causing, or with the bacteria causing, about 1.35 million human infections, and 26,000 hospitaliza hospitalizations in the U.S. every year. So every year, about 1.35 million people contract salmonella, and out of that, 26,000 have to go to the hospital. Um, the CDC is asking anyone with recalled fruit products at home to either throw them away or return them to the store where you bought them. Yeah, bring the salmonella back so. into the store. <laughs> Good idea. Um, yeah, I hate cantaloupe anyway. It's like the worst. It's the worst taste. No, honeydew tastes worse. Honeydew, cantaloupe, and regular melon. That like green melon. I'm so, that's honeydew. That sucks. But we've had this argument before. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was three different things. I, there might be, but I've only ever seen the honeydew and the cantaloupe in one place together. Did you ever get like a fruit salad from like a Chinese store? No. They put a lot of those weird ones in there. Like Asian melon? Is there an Asian no, melon? No, there are Asian melons, but no, they use all uh, the regular, the ones we just named. Yeah, but I don't, I've like I said, I've never seen this other melon that you're talking about. Um, so, talking about these uh, fast food places and their, like, drinks, uh, I, I don't know if you heard about this. This just started popping off on social media. I started seeing a lot, a lot of memes regarding this. Okay. Um, did you hear about Panera Bread's new lemonade? No. So Panera Bread has a new lemonade called Charge Lemonade, right? Um, but it's been blamed for a second death that has occurred. What? So they have a, a new highly caffeinated beverage, uh, beverage called Charge Lemonade. Uh, it's advertised as plant-based uh, with as much caffeine as their dark roast coffee. Uh, 30-ounce lemonade contains 390 milligrams of caffeine. And the equivalent of nearly 30 teaspoons of sugar. Uh, the FDA reports healthy adults uh, can safely consume 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. So this has 10 milligrams less of what the FDA approved daily limit is. Oh, shit. Um, and this second guy that just died from it, I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much because he might have not been all there. If you catch my drift. Okay. Um, but he they said he reportedly drank like like three or four, like in one sitting. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but I here's the thing. I don't think he like even if somebody said that has caffeine in it, I don't think he would have knew what that meant. How would they have known? Why wouldn't they like? Well, that's the thing. So they're being sued because I guess they're keeping it. It was in one of those like self serve things, like they used to have with the green tea. So two people have died here. Yeah, well, two people have died from like something, and they're trying to blame it on this Panera Bread lemonade. What? Yeah. That's insane. It's but like, crazy. but he just went sat there because they have free refills. So he just exactly. went there and like refilled his cup a few times. Yep, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, are you gonna try it? Hell no. <laughs> no, you know this Red Bull. I was just looking to see how much. There's only 114 milligrams in a Red Bull. Oh. So like, you could drink four. Of I'm these thirsty, a day. homo boy. Give me a drink. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he was asking for lemonade there. Uh, I'm not a fan of lemonade anyway, so. I like lemonade. You do? But not, like, I feel like caffeine lemonade, you would taste that weird aftertaste, and I'm not, I, I'm sure I wouldn't like it. Well, they said it was plant-based. What does that mean? Everything's plant-based. I guess it means they use real lemons, maybe? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a crazy time. Uh, it's a crazy time for science. Uh this is the last story I wanted to touch on. Um, the FDA has just approved the first gene editing treatment to alleviate human illness. Uh, on December 8th, the FDA approved two, gene, two new gene therapies for anyone 12 and older suffering from the most severe form of sickle cell disease. Uh, the gene editing technique known as CRISPR is being used in one of the approved treatments. Uh, for the CRISPR treatment developed by Vertex Pharmaceuticals, doctors removed cells from each of the patient's bone marrow. Uh, they edited a gene with CRISPR and then infused billions of the modified cells back into the patient. Uh, the edited cells produce a form of hemoglobin known as fetal hemoglobin uh, and restores normal function of the red blood cells. Um, and while it's not exactly a cure for the, for the disease, uh, the hope is that the therapy... Uh, which is, uh, it has a brand name of Kazjevy, C-A-S-G-E-V-Y. Okay. Um, so they're hoping that it's designed to be like a one-time treatment that will alleviate symptoms for a lifetime. Wow. Uh, with sickle cell. Um, so in the data presented to the FDA, the treatment resolved the, the severe pain crisis uh, for at least 18 months for 29 of the subjects. At a success rate of 96.7%. Uh, the treatment shows promise in the future for use of other diseases such as beta thalassemia. Um, thalassemia. Thalassemia. Uh, the FDA approved another gene therapy uh, drug called Lifegenia, and that's developed by Bluebird Bio. Uh, this one does not use CRISPR to treat sickle cell. Um, instead, it uses a more uh, conventional form of gene therapy that uses a virus to ferry a gene into the cells. Mm. Uh, both treatments are expected expected to be very expensive, with Vertex selling the price for CASGV at $2.2 million wholesale, and Bluebird setting the price for Lifegenia at $3.1 million. Uh, the treatments also require a complicated procedure that most hospitals are not equipped for, uh, sickle cell disease um, 
is a genetic defect that produces abnormal shaped hemoglobin. Yeah. So the They're shaped uh, like a sickle. Yeah. So when the blood cells are passing through like certain areas, they can like accumulate. Yeah, they get caught in the veins. Yeah. So this is crazy. This is the first time that the FDA, even though it doesn't really matter what the fuck they say about anything, uh, that they've approved like a gene editing treatment for yeah. something. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that they approved it, but like, I'm surprised that it's so expensive after we watched that thing on about CRISPR. And oh, what about the fetal hemoglobin? Well, Whose fetus? Whose fetus? I guess they're saying that they take stu- like cells from your bone marrow and create like new stem cells, but instead of using stem cells, they want to use fetal hemoglobin. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue better. <laughs> fetal hemoglobin. But is it your fetus? Like your stem cells? I think it's your stem cells. Yeah, because they okay. get it from your bone marrow. Yeah. But who's hemoglobin? Like the guy. <laughs> now I'm saying like where's the hemoglobin coming from the stem cells are producing yeah, yeah, fetal yeah. hemoglobin yeah yeah okay got you all right I thought you meant they were adding a fetus's hemoglobin to this mixture no 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 they call it the the edited cells produce a form of hemoglobin known as fetal hemoglobin gotcha yeah gotcha. yeah okay well that's pretty cool though I mean they shouldn't be charging so much for it but Fucking $2.2 million for something that they're hoping is a one-time thing. And you have to, like, go through all these... They got to scrape some bone marrow out, multiple surgeries to try to fix that process. You know what I mean? Yeah, And then you got to get the doctor to fucking have the lab equipment that's going to be able to, like, create the things. And it's a lot of fucking money. I mean, I feel like they're making the process sound harder than it probably even is. Like, that, I'm just basing my my knowledge off of that fucking documentary we watched about CRISPR Mm -hmm. when they were talking about how they could basically identify these different genes and put in ones to basically edit them. Right. Like, relatively easily. I'm like, well, why is it so hard for the hospital to do it? Yeah. Well, because there's a lot of, like, yellow tape and red tape involved with... fucking hate it. I yeah. mean, I mean, it makes sense. You know, you don't want to just be throwing fake windpipes in people, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all about balance. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it with what's going on. Um, do you want to get to our last segment? I here? do. I'm excited. All right, we got to run through this quick because we're almost running out of time here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play the intro. At the sound of the tone, we will arrive at. All right. All right. We're here. We have arrived at Divination Station, everybody. Um, Mm. It's our segment where we... How would you describe this, Aaron? Uh, This is a segment where we pick a tarot deck out of a bag, and then we do like a energy reading for the masses. For the masses. We're going to tell your future. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, that's what I what I'm. So what I like to first start with is uh, pulling out a crystal. See what kind of energy we're working with here. All right. And then after that. We'll pick out which deck that we're going to use, and then you can do a thing, and then I'll do a thing, and we'll tell you about it. All right. So, first, I have a bag here with rocks or crystals in it. Okay. Angel, why don't you, why don't you reach your hand back in there and uh, 
grab one out. If there's a fucking snake in here like there was last time, I'm going to freak ooh. the fuck out. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, you could have put a, like a fake penis in there. Uh, all right, what is this? Let me see. It's a brown thing. Oh, I believe this is pyrite. Pyrite? Pyrite. I could like this on fire? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. And I Flammable. Have, oh, I got a clear quartz here. Clear quartz. Clear quartz and pyrite. All right. So pyrite is supposed to draw wealth to you. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. It's good for wealth building. Actually, no, mine's a rose quartz, which is for this love. rock into my wallet. Slip it in there. Light it on fire. I always have put rocks in your wallet for you. You don't notice? Mm, All right, no. so the next thing that we're going to do here, I have a little bag that I have put in little pieces of paper into yeah. that tell us which tarot deck we're going to use. So why don't you take one out of there? Okay. All right. I have a bag here. And there's little pieces of paper. I can feel the papers. Just take one out. Let's take one out. All do right. I read it now? Do yeah, I wait open it and you... read it out. Well, take... wait, wait till you take yours out. All right, she's drawing. Oh, okay. All right, got one? Yes. All right, so I'll read mine first. Uh, let's see here. I have, unrolling this pit, you rolled this a lot. I know. Uh, crystal Visions. Oh. Why is, wait, why is this paper so long? Why didn't you just, like, cut it right there? Because I was just um, cutting them all the same size, so I didn't know. I didn't want to know which one we were. I was taking out. So I was trying to make everyone, like, uniform. Oh, uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I have the Oracle of E. Oh. All right. So. Let's go. All right. All right. So for Angel, we want to get the Crystal Visions deck out. That's yeah. the one that I pulled last time. Oh, okay. There you go. This is Crystal. That's Crystal Visions. Crystal Visions. It says Wheel of Fortune on the side. That is one of the cards that is in the uh, minor arcana, or the major arcana. Oh, it's like a like a it's like a wild card when you're playing Uno. Okay. You know what I mean? No. All right, so why don't you take that deck out? Alright. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whip that deck out for me. Alright. What's this? That's the that's the instruction book. Oh, okay. Do I so need we'll do three cards. Three card Monty. Three card Monty. Alright. Got my crystal visions. All right, what I do here is mix them up. You mix them up, yeah. I'll mix mine up while you do that, too. All right. Mix them up, do mix them up. a quick California shuffle here. N knock, on the w knock on the card if it makes you, you know. I got to knock on Give it your energy. Them. You know what I mean? I'm you not gotta, giving you, you my energy to playing it. cards. Dog, I don't mean give it your energy. I mean you got to put your energy on it so that you pull what's right for you. Well, should I hold the uh, rock in my hand as I'm knocking on it? Well, so they put the yeah, like like visualize like the rock. In okay, the hold on. Let me hold it close to the microphone and see if you can hear it. Okay. There we go. There you go. All right. So you're still shuffling yours. Well, you pull yours. Pull it out. Pull it all the way out. Pull three, yeah. three, three out, right? Three. All right. And any. Well, we're gonna. It's gonna be like a past, present, future kind of thing. Okay. So this first one, lay down like this, right? Yeah. The second one. Right, put it right down next to it. All right, I'm picking one from the middle of the deck. Okay. Whatever you feel called to do. All right. And then the third one will be that one. All right. We put the rest of the deck away. Yeah. Should or I take the book out? Of your out? Way. Take the book out because you're going to want to look up what they mean unless you know off the top of your head. Oh. oh, I know. Oh, I know. All right. Did you do yours? Um, yeah, so mine isn't a normal tarot deck. It's just going to be like three, uh, 
motivational cards, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's right. still fine. All right, so should I go first? Go first. Okay, so past, present, future, correct? Yes. All right, first one, and this is for the masses, right? So I'm visualizing that this is a reading for anybody listening to this. All right, so past. We got the Two of Cups uh, right side up. Uh, where we at here? Two cups. Two cups, much like the lover's card, represents a connection, an attraction, or a common bond. It could be a marriage or a union or a deep friendship or partnership. Uh, the two of cups can also represent a truce or forgiving someone close to you. This card portrays a man and woman sharing their emotions as represented by their cups. The feeling is one of romantic or sexual attraction. Uh, so past i guess is like exes or yeah. it could be like a friend uh maybe like your buddy from college or whatever uh and you probably uh like jerk them off in a closet or something mm. is that what you're getting into that? a cup well it says like it could be anybody but it's, it's like a sexual thing right it, it could be so so sexual past right and it's uh so it's just a connection that's all it is yeah okay it could be yeah it could be it, it could be a past connection it could be your current connection okay like depending on so what's the second card the second card is upside down eight of pentacles Ooh, what's that mean so i gotta go look through this uh book here uh four or five eight of pentacles reversed the Eight of Pentacles appears reversed. It can represent frustration and, and impatience with one's lack of improvement. It can indicate a waning desire to learn or to pursue a particular craft or line of work. It can also signify an overly critical view of one's achievements. So, uh, that friendship, uh, uh, you're probably pissed off that it's not at the, uh, level, the level that you want it to be, right? I'm looking at this as maybe self-love. Maybe oh. you're not loving yourself enough. Oh, currently. yeah. That's right. You know? Okay. Last and then one. the very, very last is the Knight of Cups. Um, reversed. Yes, which means uh, the Knight of Cups appears reversed in a spread. It can represent a manipulative or insecure person. This person can be an unfaithful womanizer who fears true intimacy and commitment. Why is it against dudes? Well, because it's the knight. Oh. If it was like the empress or something, you know what I mean? Okay. All right. So it represents manipulate, but that's the future card. So is this about like staying in that same cycle? Yeah. And so trying to figure exactly. out how to get out of it? Until you love yourself purpose you know the right way yeah you, you got to turn the other cards around so it's more like instructions oh. so if if this guy's like the future is looking like you're gonna wind up with somebody manipulative or in a situation that will be you'll be manipulated by you should first take care of yourself jerk off jerk off yourself first and yeah. then you won't be trying to manipulate other people to jerk you off oh you see okay what I mean? How that goes? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I got molested in a little boy's room. That wasn't the Jesus one I was trying to play. God. Now, 
I mean, I feel so. My deck that I got is called the Oracle of E. It's an Oracle deck, so it's not going by like the major arcana, minor arcana, yeah, like tarot decks. It's just uh, like little, I don't know, verses or whatever. So I pulled them while you were doing yours. The first one I got is called X Ray Vision, it's oh. number two, okay, in the deck. And that for you says. Ignore everything in your life that suggests there's a problem. It's time to look past the illusion. I'm sorry, the illusory veil of petty struggles. As soon as you take your attention off that, off all that appears wrong, you will begin to notice all sorts of right signs and clues. The universe is throwing buckets of clear guidance your way. See beyond the surface and and the superficial. Soak in the deeper meaning. Soak in the refreshing water of truth. So that's hmm. number one. Okay, and that's the past, right? That's the past one. Present number 17, it says, baggage be gone. Mm. Come on now. Aren't you tired of being stooped over from all that emotional baggage? The thing is, it all happened yesterday. That is now. And with one flick of your powerful, energetic finger, you can send that old has-been baggage overboard into the drink. <laughs> Get out of here, baggage. <laughs> it is high time to fly free. Let it go, my friend. All right. Okay, and so... That's the present, right? That's the present. So you have all the tools that you need at your back right now. Nothing's wrong. Get rid of your baggage. Get rid of the baggage. And then... You don't need it anymore. Bang, lady. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, last one. Nasty knot. Nasty knot. <laughs> Number 47. Okay. And that says... We're going to give you the, all the nasty-ass leftovers. <laughs> Despite how it looks, you can now slip easily out of your current ensnarement. It only looks like quicksand. In reality, getting free is a piece of angel food cake. Leave the drama behind. Yum. So, that's another card telling us to uh, stop stressing about shit. You know? Huh. I gotta say... I don't like uh, these explanations that that book has. No? They're written, like, uh, from the perspective of somebody who really enjoys uh, chicken soup for the soul. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's written by somebody named Pam Grout <laughs> and Colette Baron-Reed. Come on, man. They're like, they're, they look like Karens. Yeah, but, like, come on. Like, throwing some fucking... Some lions or something, you know what I mean? That's why the regular tarots are better. I only oh, like this it. one because it's the Oracle of E. Oh, do they have an Oracle for each like letter? I don't know. I only saw E. Oh. It was like one of those things. I'm in a group where like if people have old tarot decks that they like don't really use, they'll like you know. Does anybody want this? I saw Oracle of E and I was like, I have to have that one. I want to get the one that's uh, the Oracle of N. Yeah. Yeah. If I see it, I'll let you know. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, guys, let go of your baggage. Slip out of your knots. Use your power to do what you want to do. That's what my that's what my uh, reading is. There you go. I think this is a good message for everybody to take. Yep. And and I, I told you I had pulled a clear quartz. It's actually a rose quartz now that I'm looking at it. Oh. Which is also about love. That so totally changes the entire message of everything. It doesn't change now. anything. Oh, because it's just Other than it's just more infused with love. Oh. Well, there you go, everybody. And nothing is just a rock. The country. 
<laughs> All right, guys, listen. Thank you uh, for tuning in to another episode of Actual Comedy Presents an actual podcast. Uh, we were very... Oh, happy. yeah. Okay. Going. <laughs> Plenty of fucking going on tonight. All right. We don't have to... What? Uh, I was doing the sign-off. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to say goodbye? Because I'm about to say goodbye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it was really fun today, guys. It was Thank really you. fun, guys. Thank you uh, for everything. Uh, you look like you want to push another one of the buttons. So no. Uh, I'm, I don't... You good? I'm good. All right. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you next time. Uh, Thank you, and uh, see you later. Peace. Bye. Bye. really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bites. Have you been Betty Bites? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed and its perception of truth blotted out.